Wave 3 News troubleshooters John Bowl and Natalia Martinez take you behind the investigation. Right now on Wave 3 News Now. With Natalia Martinez, I'm John Bull, bringing you another edition of Behind the Investigation, our Wave 3 Troubleshooters reports where we try to share what went on behind the scenes uh, as we looked into some of the important issues around the community. And uh, the fascinating story we're going to look into and talk about this week is uh, putting up some big bucks to bond out an accused killer and then brag about it in rap songs. And that's uh, Natalia Martinez's uh, exclusive now, let's bring her in right now and talk a little bit about this. It was one of those stories that um, got a lot of attention from a lot of folks. A lot jaw-dropping. That um, follow the music industry. Yep. Um, but, you know, what really started my investigation was a horrible story. Um, it was August 14th, 2020, where um, when a three-year-old little girl and her father were shot to death. Um, she was the 97th homicide in Louisville, um, for that year. And so I'm going to play a clip, um, of that day when we reported it. Trinity Randolph was the youngest victim in a double homicide that happened on Collard Avenue. Family members say she was in the house with her father, Brandon Waddles, when they were both shot and killed. It was like this perfect little special angel. Trinity came into my life. My depression lift. I had Trinity to always hug and hold and kiss every time I saw her. Just breaks her heart, your heart. That's the mom of three-year-old right. Trinity. It was a huge story at the time because people were just starting to kind of uh, phase glaze over when it comes to the homicides, and then you had a mm -hmm. three-year-old Trinity Randolph killed. Right. I'm going to play you here a little bit of what we heard at the scene. This was our reporter um, when the murders happened. So let me play what the neighbors felt about this. What is the gunplay for? Why are you just randomly not caring about whose life matters? That was a baby. And her dad's life, his life mattered. I'm just hurt. I'm just hurt. I just hope we can all just elevate higher and just stop being so angry. Angry. Yeah, this one really hurt. Um, you know, there were vigils and walks, lots of balloons and calls for the community to come together right after that happened. Um, and then the suspect in the case was arrested a couple days later. Um, it wasn't very long before Kevon Lawless, he's 24 years yes. old, is arrested and uh, charged with murder. And so Mr. Lawless then... Um, is arraigned and he gets a bond at $1 million. So an arraignment is when the suspect first goes before the judge and they set the first bond amount. So up until that point, I really didn't have too much involvement. Um, you know, I don't, I don't usually cover day of homicides. Um, but then I got a text message from someone who told me, um, Natalia, please help the family the suspect is out. And I said, what do you mean he's out? Oh, he, he's out. He's out on home incarceration. And we've, I've covered and we've covered several stories where we hear that suspected killers get put on home incarceration. That means that they're at home. Right. 
with a little ankle, ankle bracelet. monitor. But uh, as you've seen in the news, crimes still happen from well, homes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, we've we've seen how some of these um, people on home incarceration that get busted for one guy had a growing operation going right. on in his house. <laughs> right. And they escape as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So and a lot of people couldn't believe the fact that such a big bond was made. And right. that's where you went into action here. Okay. So I couldn't believe. Um, I said, let me find it. Give me, and I was at another trial actually, and I happened to be at the courthouse. So I said, give me half an hour. Let me see what I can find out. And what I found out was that when he went through the court process after he was arraigned, okay, so then um, he's still in jail. Well, then he goes before another judge. And then the process starts over. That judge, McKay Van, then resets that bond. He doesn't lower the bond, but he sets a new one. And he sets it at 300000 And that's the bond that was played. Um, there was such outrage when I reported that he had been let out, that he was at home. And there was one other thing that really upset the family. And that is, do you know how they found out that this guy was out? I don't remember. It wasn't through Vine, which is a system that's supposed to notify victims' families that a suspected perpetrator was out. It wasn't through the jail. It wasn't the prosecutor's office. They found out because Lawless was rapping and posting videos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and posting videos on Instagram, and then the family saw this and said, hold on a second, he's out of jail? They call the jail. You know what the jail tells them? Oh, no. He's still in custody. He's still in custody. And then the family's like, okay, well, he's still in custody. Well, then he posts another video, and the family's like, hold on a second, he's posting another video. They call the jail again. The jail tells them, no, no, he's in custody. So it took three times and a full weekend before they were able to confirm that, in fact, he was out and posting videos on social media. Before we move further here and get to the uh, record company end of it and all this and how the money mm. uh, was put up, mm-hmm. I think it's important f- we need to discuss bond and mm-hmm. what the methodology is and the theory behind it. A lot of people think that bond is supposed to be sort of punitive. It's not supposed to be punitive. Bond is supposed to be set, and you can explain this, um, bond is set just to ensure that a defendant makes it back to court, correct? Correct. That is the most important part of bond. So whatever you can do, a judge would argue, that gets the defendant back in court, then then that's okay. Right. And so Kevon Lawless had a previous conviction for attempted murder. He was sentenced to 10 years, um, served half that amount of time, and he was already out, and he was on probation when he was arrested for this. Um, bond, you're, you're right. Bond is not a sentence, um, and it is supposed to be... Um, to make sure that the defendant, you know, yes. the suspect comes back to court. And the so, higher the risk of flight, the higher the bond is the way it's supposed to work. It's the way it's supposed to work, although the system that they use to calculate that is completely antiquated, And but that's for another day. Right. Um, so Judge Chavan, Judge McKay Chavan, who is one of, I've sat in his courtroom many times, he's one of the most um, thoughtful judges when it comes to bond. He really thinks, he puts a lot of thought into it. I've seen other judges just like, you know, here, 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 here. So he sets the bond at $300,000 thinking, there's no way this guy's going to be able to pay that. I think, you know, I have to, have to, by Kentucky law, 
set a bond, no matter the crime, unless it is a death penalty case. At that time, when the judge set the bond at 300000 It wasn't death penalty yet. It yeah, wasn't right. yet. It is now, but it wasn't then. Right. So um, Judge McKay Chavan goes through this process, and it is $300,000. It is the highest bond that he had ever set in his courtroom, except for one other time because the guy, the other suspect, had a whole lot of money. He thought $300,000 is, is fair. You know, we, we have to set a bond. So, you never think a $300,000 bond is going to get made. So, so how it was made is the really fascinating part of the story. Right. So then, you know, we, we do what we do. Um, this, the story doesn't end there. I just immediately started looking to see who bailed him out, right? I mean, it's three hundred grand. It's a yes. lot of money. So who bailed him out? Well, um, I go through my process at the courthouse and through, you know, the, the tons of court documents that we have to go through in order to find this stuff. You have to know where to look, right? So I get a copy of the, what's called the surety. This is a copy of, uh, this is a document where the person who is bailing someone out has to fill out. And they're supposed to. Um, supply their personal information, a copy of their driver's license, because if the person doesn't come back to jail, the surety, the person who posted that money, is responsible, and that three hundred grand is gone. Right. So, um, so when I got a copy of that, I saw a name of uh, Nigel Talley. So I said, who the heck is Nigel Talley? So all I had and all I knew at the time was that he was from either New York or New Jersey. Um, and it turns out that, long story short, Nigel Talley is a record producer from New York. And this, uh, he was voted like the most up-and-coming um, music industry leader. He was named in a whole bunch of... Um, you know, billboard articles and things like that. So how does he know Kevon Lawless? Okay, so here's where it gets a little, here's where the story really unravels, okay? So Nigel Talley represents a lot of people, including, or, you know, he's he's worked with a lot of famous rappers like Yo Gotti, for example, who filmed a music video in Louisville with this other rapper named ESTG, Turns out that Mr. Nigel Talley also represents, or he also works with ESTG. ESTG is, I mean, he's pretty—he's a pretty famous rapper. He's been on Jimmy Kimmel. He's all over the internet. He's like the up-and-coming rap artist. He's on national TV, national radio. His songs, um, you know, became really popular. Louisville kind of supported him. Like, hey, this is a local guy who's making it, right? Okay, so then where did the $300,000 come from? Okay, I went back, did some more research, got even deeper, and got a copy of the checks that were submitted to pay this $300,000. Well, those checks, about 140000 of it, had the name of a company called um, Everybody Shine Together. Everybody, so I then went to state records. Who owns this? Everybody shine together. Who would bail out someone who's accused of killing a three-year-old baby? Well, everybody come together, 
E-S-T-G. And so when I looked at the records for this company, there is ESTG, also known as George Stone, as one of the um, owners of this company. And so it turns out that Louisville's own famous rapper, ESDG, had put up the money, or most of the money, to bail this guy out. Why do that? Were they buddies? Were they tight? Yes. And here, let me, I printed this out. There's tons of pictures then, once I made the connection. There's tons of pictures of them together online. Um, they are, you know, posing on their social media together. Um, but I'm going to read you something. This is part of uh, George Stone, or ESTG's, song that was released July 21st, 2021. So this is one of his newer songs where, here, I'm going to quote it. This is a rap lyric, okay? So he says, quote, they want one mil for Lil Kada. That's lawless. No, I'm coming to get you, baby. No, my heart might get me killed, but it got me here, so risks I'm taking. So this is like a big, a big game to them, like a fun game to brag about he, and to help your buddies out no matter what they've done and to have no remorse. Or is there a serious question of innocence with him? Like I can see somebody doing something like this well, if you really think your buddy's innocent. Um, okay, we don't know, right? He's not convicted, so we, right. we can't say. But I, I can tell you this, that it's not every day that in Louisville, in Jefferson County, which tends to be rather, you know, liberal, not in the political sense, but rather liberal with the sentencing. You know, our judges are not very um, stringent on what kind of sentences they impose, right? We see a lot of uh, suspected killers on home incarceration. So for this to be a death penalty case... You figure they've got the goods on them. Yeah. That should tell yeah, you. Yeah. So I'm going to play um, one other clip for you here. This is the story then that we were able to put together. Um, actually, here, let me backtrack. <laughs> one of the people, before I play this clip, I want to kind of set the stage for you. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, but, you know, this guy, um, ESTG, he's got a lot of partners and a music manager, right? He's a, he's a famous artist. And so... Um, his music manager then, I get a tip that was um, the FBI arrested him at a hotel um, with one kilo of cocaine, $100,000 cash, an AK-47, and then another stolen pistol. So when I look this guy up, we start making the connection. It turns out that Eric Mosley is ESTG's manager. And he gets arrested in here, you know, one of the Louisville hotels by federal agents. And I'm going to play you a clip of this story. Okay. The lyrics, the cash, and the FBI. The manager behind Louisville rapper ESTG gets busted by the feds. The news of Eric Mosley's arrest brought Trina Waddles to tears. It's a hard thing to even get over. 
Waddles is the great aunt of three-year-old Trinity Randolph and the aunt of the child's father, Brendan Waddles. Our troubleshooter investigation found Mosley and ESTG, or George Stone, paid $135,000 to bail out Trinity's accused killer. The rap artist who, and, and manager who posted the bond, they didn't give a damn about three-year-old who got killed. Long they're selling their music. Here are the checks for Kevon Lawless's $300,000 bond. The names on these checks are Everybody Shine Together Entertainment, LLC. I took a step further, and according to the Kentucky Secretary of State, both ESTG and Mosley's names are behind the company. The FBI said they busted Mosley at a Louisville hotel with a kilo of cocaine, $100,000 cash, and guns. They was just bragging that uh, they was going to, the, uh, that the killer was going to be out this summer and he got out. She's talking about hurtful things like this. EST's song released this July naming Lawless or Lil Kata as he goes by. Quote, they want one mil for Lil Kata. No, I'm coming to get you, baby. ESTG was propelled into stardom, already working with big hitters like Jay-Z. Well, while they're at the party with Gray Sight justice for Trinity because she didn't even get to start preschool. And that is her aunt. Man, and such a, such a beautiful little girl. Well, they're at the parties, we're at the gravesite. And she's right. I mean, when I was researching this, and I couldn't show those pictures because we didn't take them. So, I, you know, I couldn't use them in the story, and I couldn't use uh, George Stone's music itself because, you know, for copyright, copyright. and all that. Yeah. So, um, but if you look online, you will see these names all together, dressed to the nines, throwing up money and big gold chains, um, you know, <laughs> with suits on at these fancy, you know, parties with all these other artists there. And in the meantime, we have people like Trinity's aunt who all she has now is a small patch of grass where her little niece is lying. Yeah. You know, as we go through all this, I, can't, I keep thinking of, as, as you're talking, the, in the mid-90s, gangster rap comes on the scene and Snoop, and all the songs are about drugs, gun, mo guns, money, shooting people, and getting away with it because you have money. That's what this story is about. Every... Every facet, every detail about this story, it's 25 years later, it's the same old thing going on. Okay, well, funny you should say that, because remember I told you that the family found out that Lawless, the suspected killer, was rapping and posting videos on yeah. social media? I'm going to read you his lyrics. It says, quote, I play with pistols. I like shooting. I'm not into gaming. Yeah. That is... What he posts yeah. within within a day or two of getting out yeah. of jail after being arrested and suspected of the murder of a three-year-old and her father. Um, <laughs> so what? So twenty-five years later, still going on, still bragging about it, shooting people, put having the money to put up, get people out of jail. So what? You know what can be done? What what has the uh, what has the reaction in the judicial system been to this? That's where, um, you know, when the story first came out, originally, 
the suspect had a million dollar bond. And so then when we said that the bond was 300,000, people were so upset. They were like, who's the judge that lowered the bond to 300,000? Um, this guy should be held on no bond. And there was such a backlash from the community because they were, you know, they, they were really upset. If this, if there is someone who, you know, should be monitored and, and, you know, kept until they can prove, you know, otherwise, I mean, this would be the guy, right? Right. But, um, but here's the reality. What I, what I responded to those people is that Judge Chavan didn't lower the bond. He had to reset a bond. Mm -hmm. And if some, and if people are upset that an accused killer of a three-year-old little baby got a bond at all, well, then you need to call your representative and have that law changed because Kentucky is one of a few states that requires a bond for any kind of crime, including murder, unless it is a death penalty case. Which this was not yet at the time. Correct. So if we want to talk about change, there it is. You don't need to call Wave 3 News to tell us how awful this is. Believe me, I know. Call your representative. Okay, so any other loose ends? Where are we at now with, this, with the case? Um, well, we're waiting. I know that the FBI's investigation hasn't totally wrapped up. I don't know, I don't know what direction um, they're going to take things. I don't know who particularly is under their scope and under their magnifying glass. So we, um, we have to wait and see. Um, but I will tell you, you know, the reason why we do these stories, right, is is because of Trinity's family. Um, you know, I, that day when I met with the aunt that you heard in that last story talking about the parties, um, we shot the interview, and then my photographer left, and I stayed with her, and we talked for another 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And the pain that this lady feels, I mean, it's a three-year-old little baby. What in the world did she have to do with any of, you know, any resentment or anything to do with the shooting. Why a three-year-old little baby? And let me tell you, I, you know, I can't, I can't talk too much about it, but it wasn't like it was a stray bullet. Okay. Right. So, um, you know, that aunt, I told her, I can't promise you that anything is going to change. You know, that, that's, that's not our role. We're not lawmakers. There's, there's right. very limited things that we can do. But what I did promise her is to stay on it, to keep reporting the truth, to keep finding out exactly who's bailing out who. And at the very least, she is going to be aware of exactly what's going on in this case. Well, it was excellent work, uh, jaw-dropping, depressing, angering uh, and really a great example, though, of what is going on right now in our society, just, just getting away with things, having the money to get away with things, and then bragging about it. This issue of, of bailing out people, uh, Natalia's done many more stories, and we're going to get to more episodes here of, of Behind the Investigation. We're going to get into some of our other stories on that. Uh, but for now, we're going to wrap this up. So for Natalia Martinez, I'm John Ball. Thank you for joining us here. The Way 3 News troubleshooting team, send us your tips. We're constantly busy. We're backlogged about five stories each right now, but we'll get to you. Uh, thanks for joining us for another edition of Behind the Investigation. Bye.